Hey, welcome everybody. Today we have a pretty special episode as I'm talking with my very own brother. His name is Nate and he is a talented musician, artist, and someone who I used to look up to as a kid growing up. So without further ado, welcome brother Clough. Well, thank you. That was a kind introduction. <laughs> yeah. Good to be on your show. Thank you for agreeing to do this. I know uh, it can be hard to maybe get a little vulnerable, but I think it'd be an interesting episode for everyone if we were able to discuss our history growing up in the LDS faith and kind of our two different experiences with it. So why don't we just start out by you giving kind of your history with being raised LDS? Okay, okay, yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, I think it was a little different for me, I think, than it was for you, as our family kind of evolved over the years, and you being 11 years younger than me. Yeah. I guess, like, so we're, you know, me and, me and Kelly, you know, being the first, they really kind of, I think, our parents had uh, almost like an obligation that they really needed to raise their kids up, you know, the way they needed to be and all that kind of stuff. So I think it was a little different. Yeah, and uh, until then, when you came along, because yeah, it was. I'm like, you're not having the same experience I had. Um, but I mean, I thought it was it was a good experience. I think you know, as a kid, um, you know, just uh, it, it was, and I think mostly because it was like felt like a really tight community, and um, which felt like a big family, and you know, just being part of that community was, I think, the best part of, about it. Um, yeah. you know, and being a kid for sure you know i wanted to dive into it and be like the the best mormon i could be and you know kind of went overboard when i think about it you know trying to bear my testimony when i'm 10 years old you know <laughs> constantly you know like, like okay, yeah. okay that kid's gonna try and do it again um, I, I, sorry sorry i just <laughs> i may interrupt here or there but i it reminds me of uh when i was young and it was testimony day there was this kid who was like two years younger than me, who would get up every single time and he would cry. And I remember thinking as like a 10-year-old, like, dude, you're eight and you're crying <laughs> while you're bearing your testimony. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And I and I, I swear, I think I try to do it every book and it would probably be the same. I mean, I, it, I, I'm sure that it became the same pattern and like I'm just a mantra that I'm saying, you know? But. Yeah. It was always like, oh, I know Joseph Smith did what he did for us, and blah blah blah. And it was always the same, same tune. Yeah, and I was whistling. Um, but you know, things things felt good. You know, like uh, I was, you know, a deacon president and stuff. You know, I was so involved. But then again, I was still a kid. It was it was the community of things that felt really nice. Yeah. Um, little older, you know, we we moved not too far away. You know, different ward and stuff. They were still really nice people, really good people. But I kind of felt like I wanted to reinvent myself at that point. Uh, I think I was, was I 13 or so? I don't know, 13 or 14. And I'm like, oh, I'm kind of tired of being this, wanting to do this best Mormon kind of thing. And I'm ready just to kind of like let things, see how things go kind of kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it was part of the church and stuff, you know, go on Sundays and everything. Um, do you think, I think but, sorry, do you, do you think the, the move to the different house is kind of a big part of what triggered your change in dedication. 
I think so. Yeah, because it it was it was almost like you have that question of like, okay, how, when you know, how, how much of my really getting answers and things? It's like I want to just kind of I, I I don't want to go in there just feeling like I'm full force and letting everyone know that I'm 100% Mormon and gonna do everything I can. You know, I just wanted to be like sit back a little bit. You know, I got got a chance to reinvent myself a little bit in that way, um, which was nice because I'm like, okay, I don't feel so fake, really. <laughs> like, it, yeah, I didn't feel really fake at the time, but I kind of looking back, I'm like, wow, I don't have to feel like I'm being fake. So that's kind of the eye opening part right there. But um, and then you know, it's kind of like died off a little bit. You know, really wanting to go and caring about. It's like this is the same thing over and over really enjoyed the community once again it's like that's the only thing that kind of kept me around there's friends and you know people were nice it was it was good time you know good feelings yeah. um but then you know I, I don't think i was active since let's see um maybe 17 i wasn't active anymore you know went to college for a semester and that's kind of where i'm like oh i had a um my roommate college roommate he decided to go on a mission and i'm like I'm like, shoot, my eye really looked up to him. I'm like, what am I doing with myself? Yeah. I'm like, uh, that sounds like a great option, you know, like to go. And and so I just went to the bishop and said, um, I'm just interested. I'm, I'm interested, you know, since I was going going to on a mission and, on, and I want to kind of see what that's all about to get involved with that. And he's like, oh, yeah, let's get you out there. Let's go. And I'm like, okay. It kind of took me off guard because I'm like, you know, I haven't been active for like a couple of years here, right? But he wanted um, but to pack you up and ship you off, huh? He's like, let's get you out. Yeah. Um, and then there was um, um, the guy that was part of the Quorum of the 80. Oh. Um, Arnold, do you remember him? Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And for some reason, like, and he had some, I think he had some pole or something because he's like, yeah, we got to get you out there, you know, and, uh, that it was two months from the day that I had just speculated and inqu just inquiring to the bishop about what it takes and what, what do I need to do? Um, two months after that meeting, I was out to the MTC. Wow. Which, which is another thing that's pretty unheard of. Um, I got, I was the only one going to upstate New York. I was the only one going to New York at all. I got put with the New Zealanders. Um, and so like when it was my turn to go, I went flew on the airplane by myself, you know, it was just kind of a strange, strange experience yeah, from the beginning. That's, um, that's something like, I think you're still the only Mormon or ex Mormon that I've heard of who, who wasn't sent with like a companion somewhere, wh wherever they were going. And I think someone else was telling me that it does happen sometimes. I, Cause like, to me, I thought it was an anomaly, but apparently it's just very rare, but, but you were sent out alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, so it was just, it was strange. I'm like, what's, what's happening? You know, I just kind of by myself going, stopping in Chicago, the airport, you know, and like just this whole experience from like, you know, like I'm still processing even going here. Like, okay, here I am. Yeah. You know, get on yeah. the airplane. Um, so then like, being out there um, for, you know, a couple months and um, kind of 
me and my companion didn't really see eye to eye with a lot of things. You know, he was kind of a real stigler. And I'm just kind of like, let's go jump off roofs. And I don't know, just let's, <laughs> I don't know. But um, so it, w- it would be my turn to like approach somebody and, and, you know, share the gospel and, you know, and I would have the hardest time. Like I just say, you know what? I, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't share with you right now. And, I, you know, my, my companion would have to con- uh, kind of can take over because really? I just really had a hard time pushing something that I didn't truly believe myself. It's like I could fool myself. Yeah. And I kind of would take myself back to when I was younger, when I was just fully emerged, you know, in this and just, and just went with it and just had this faith and stuff. And I just could not do it. I couldn't look people in the eyes and sell them something that, um, that I really had no idea. Yeah. Which I, and, and which I even thought like, how does anybody have any real idea fully, you know, but, so I, so I'm just like, finally, I got to the point where my, my mission president said, you know what? I just, I'm not feeling it. I don't, I, I don't believe what I'm saying. And so I can't really preach to people, Yeah, you know? And, uh, you know, no, 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 you, you know, just hang in there, you know, it'll come, you know, just keep praying, you know, read your script, you know, just keep, stick your head in the, in the gospel. It'll, it'll come. Um, and so I'm like, okay, yeah, let's see, let's see. Maybe that's all it is. Some jitters. Um, yeah. But then uh, finally, I, you know, I called again, you know, maybe a week or two, three later. And I said, no, I, I, I really need to go home like uh, this. I'm not. I don't believe this. You know, like I, I, I and I had every intention to go back, um, oh, figure really? it out, um, you know, at my own pace or whatever. But I'm like, I just cannot do I cannot be selling. <laughs> you know, it's just. So how um, how far in was it about? How far in the mission? Um, I was there for let's see, like two and a half months, maybe. Okay, so you realized maybe. pretty pretty quickly that you you didn't buy this strong enough to sell it to other people. Right. Yeah, and I would I wouldn't I didn't do a single like one of the lessons. Like I would talk to him about, you know, spirituality, uh, you know, about Jesus and, you know, things that's more commonality besides, okay, we're going to, you know, make monopolize this whole religion thing. And this is what, this is what it is. Uh, it was more like, let's have a conversation with a generalized conversation that anyone can have, you know, with, you know, all those kinds of things. But um, what I wouldn't teach a lesson and mm. I wouldn't like say, Hey, um, you need to be baptized. And when can we? You know, I, I just, I couldn't, and I wouldn't. You know, like, it's like yeah. so that kind of, I think that kind of even rubbed my uh, companion wrong too. You know, because he's just like, dude, what's the problem? You know, because he You're was hard doing all the stuff. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but um, so then I, I just, you know, told the mission president, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. Um, so he's like, well, let's get you back. Like my my mental and I did bring up that my mental health is kind of suffering from this and and okay. and and so then he's like okay fine you know like almost you know like okay let's get him wait hold, um, so okay I was under the impression that the whole like revolution of mental health mattering still wasn't really a thing back around that time you know like I feel like 
that was something in the 2000s and on the the younger generations made you know like it's not all just about picking yourself up by your bootstraps or whatever like no we got some issues in our head um so so was that type of stuff kind of a thing when you were growing up that's i I mean yeah um, mental health wasn't a big focus unless you were like schizo or like you know throwing rocks at cars but um yeah it's more like yeah yeah just just have some faith you know just yeah whatever you said pick up your bootstraps yeah yeah um it was like that yeah it really wasn't like so i said no i i'm I'm going nuts, you know. I yeah, said, you made no it clear here. that you were like suffering mentally. Yeah, it's like you need to listen to me. There's something. This is not right for me. Yeah. Um. So, so he sent me home. I go, you know, get called right into the bishop's office, and I'm just like, okay, I'm every intention. Okay, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna figure this out. I had every intention to learn everything I could and and actually be, go back and, and be part of this. Um. But the first thing I, I that came out of the bishop's mouth was, "We need to get you right back there. Your eternal val- salvation's at stake." No, and I, and I just kind of that kind of set me back, and that's when I think everything for me changed. Yeah, like one hundred percent. And that makes and I sense. I felt that room. I never felt a room so contentious. Like he was time. just mad at you. Like he was so worried for my soul, and and I don't know why. <laughs> like I just didn't get it. Like, but he was clearly afraid of my eternal damnation. Yeah, and I was just like, "What in the hell are you saying to me right now?" Because I'm in this office trying to figure something out in a good path here, yeah. and you're telling me get back out there. And like, so I'm like, no, no, I'm not going back there right now, especially, <laughs> you know, like, um, and we had our, you know, words and I, and I kind of just, I think that was the first time I really stood up for, and it kind of came out, just kind of came, you know, cause I'm, I still want to hide behind, you know, who I am, how I was raised. I was conditioned my whole life. Yeah. Um, and, and that, that was the first time I think I saw my, my true Self and thoughts about this whole thing, and I, I thought it was just such a sham. Yeah, I'm like I felt like such a fool at the same time, being pretty angry and sad. You know, all all the emotions just came out, and I'm just like step stepping back and like, what is this joke? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like it just that's when it smacked me in the face. But you know, I I kind of still just okay. That was just. Maybe that's the devil in my head, you know what I'm saying? You know, oh, that, that, okay, the whole devil thing, still, like, even as far as I have progressed in my own knowledge and beliefs about the world and stuff, like, every once in a while, the just the concept of the devil will kind of get get to me again, like, if I am, like, I don't know, not doing something exactly as I'd like to be or whatever. Like the shame just always creeps back in every once in a while. Does it for you? Yeah. I don't... No. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it should make sense, but it, but it does. But I think it's because it's been planted so hard. Yeah. You get yeah. this tree growing out of your head. When... Yeah. But, and uh... 
really for the most part, like it doesn't affect me, but you just, yeah, every once in a while it will creep in there. Like, <laughs> but I think we get to name the conscience, the Holy ghost now, you know, like, well, whatever. But so, so, but then the, I think the, the worst part about it for me was that people kind of changed. Um, yeah, like, that's what know, I was like going to ask actually. Uh, first though, did you, so did you like keep going to church after that? meeting with the bishop at, yeah at the at the beginning i did um and that's when i kind of really started feeling interesting feelings <laughs> like was, people were judging feeling. you right or it was interesting yeah like well and there was like i remember there's like a time where um one of the kids said you know we were hanging out somewhere not at church um you think you're cool coming back and I kind of just was dumbfounded. I'm like, I, I don't think I ever felt like I was cool. Do you think I think I'm cool? Yeah. You know, I was like, um, I wouldn't feel cool coming back from anything if I don't really, you know, feel that way about anything. Yeah. Uh, just weird things like that, you know. And then um, even, even you know, one or two people in, in kind of the family, it felt like, um, yeah, it embraced. Like, yeah, you're here. Um I understand there's this whole understanding, but then there was just these strange undertones that of disappointment, you know, like, and that, that, that was really hard for me, that whole thing. So I'm just like, yeah. at that, I'm just like, see a church. That's, uh, that's, that's what this church is. No, thanks. You know, and I'm glad that I got out because I can actually see the ugliness of it a little bit here now. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because that ward that we were in during that time, um, like from my whole experience and perspective, they were like the coolest people, the nice, like that was one thing I loved. Like, like you said earlier, the community, it really felt strong and people cared about each other. Um, and so, Absolutely. yeah, kind of once I moved to Logan, is actually when I started to question more because the community was so different. Like the vibe was so much different than it was down here. But um, it's interesting because it sounds like even our ward that I loved and thought were a great community, if you're not behaving how they think you ought to be, then they kind of turn into shunners. It's in a in a way, yeah. Like they still are the the nicest. They were still really kind, and but there was just something different about it. Like there, what it wasn't like out of your way. Like oh yay, you know. Like they're just it was more just kind of like just polite. You know, the whole pleasantries, and we're yeah. still really nice people, which they are. You know, they I I really love those people. Yeah, um, but it's just it was strange. How it was saddening. How it was like I I felt a good a big disconnect. Oh, did my micro. Did my microphone? Oh, you're good. It's still coming through. Oh, I'm like, that was perfect timing because I just said disconnect and I can't hear myself. <laughs> no. Um, but um, so that's when I'm just like, I left. I'm like, see ya. Uh, I'm going to go find my own path. So you just, you like, you told mom, like, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm not going to church anymore. That's I it. I just wouldn't go. <laughs> yeah. I just, and I don't think she really said much or she might have said, I'm coming. No, you know, and I yeah. just kind of left it that. She never really forced me to do anything. And um, it might be kind of interesting to talk about mom and dad during all of this because 
Well, first of all, how was the vibe from dad? Because at, at this point, he had already stopped going to church, right? He, uh, yeah, yeah. He had he had lived in Vegas. You know, he he'd found a different path that was nothing to do with the church himself. See, it's and crazy. So Mom was kind of alone in it. It's crazy because I like. I was so young that I don't even know and remember the timeline very well of like about how old were you when he just like stopped going to church? Ah, it's a good question. So, you know what? And I think just thinking about it now it makes me think that he might've had the same, took the same opportunity to kind of reinvent himself when we moved. Because oh. I think when we, once we moved and he started, you know, making his royalties, but when he sold his business, um, he's like, mm, you know, experimenting with different directional paths. You know, he, he came, became a different dude. So the devil got him through money, huh? Devil got him. <laughs> Grabbed him by the balls with, his, with the money. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So just, just go back to kind of where we were. So how did he even, like, really talk to you about coming home from the mission? Did he just not say anything or I don't really remember having much conversation with either one of them, even mom. Yeah. I mean, I think we would have like little things like, like she'd be like, oh, okay, well, what, what, what do you need kind of thing? She wanted to kind of help me through it so we can, and I would tell her like, you know, I, I have every intention to go back. I just need to figure this out. So I think she kind of would be like just little, it wouldn't get like real deep. Or anything. I mean, I don't know if have okay. you ever had any, a deep conversation with mom? Uh, kind of. I've I've argued with her about God and stuff. Like, oh yeah. Well, I guess yeah. you, you picked the right topic. It just might be. Um, <laughs> but we've never really had a deep conversation before. Like it's yeah. our conversation could be long, but they would be like skim surf just on the surface. Yeah. But, um, and I think she was in such a lost state of mind with dad i think you know the separation and stuff she was kind of disattached from the family well and honestly i think for her i think it almost just shoved her even deeper into the church because that was her fallback community and support of people and and even just you know, because I like I said, I've gotten kind of into arguments with her before about God in general, and she'll she ends up like talking about how like that's he like he's the only thing that got her through all these hard times. So like, so yeah, I wonder if it just shoved her. They kind of went two opposite directions during the split there. Yeah, it's so interesting too when you say that. It almost makes me feel like you know, it's like these people that are praying, you know, to go, they're, they're you know they're they're meditating, they're meditating, they're they're manifesting this Santa Claus, whoever they want, the Santa Claus, if they want, that's that's actually going to be the one that's helping them. But really, it's themselves processing it through this idea of Santa Claus that's helping me. So I have to give all of my credit to this yeah. thing. I'm I'm I have to create to for my meditation you know otherwise i don't know Just well and it's really sad because like she views me as really sad not being able to have that you know but like on on my perspective 
like not giving the credit to yourself is sad. So like mm-hmm. I I feel very empowered to recognize that like basically this is all up to me. Whatever I do, whatever the outcomes, like obviously random things happen, but but how I carry myself forward, like I don't have help. It's just me. And and maybe community of people around you. Community is a huge I think this is why oh, yeah. re- religions are so successful and beneficial. Like I'm not like just this hater of religion. I understand the benefits it can bring. Oh, definitely. Um, and the uh, damage too. I mean, like when you start capitalizing on people's salvation, you know, I guess that, it can be kind of dangerous, but that definitely is a, a necessary. People yeah. need that community. Well, and it's just sad because I think what I was trying to get at is both me and mom can never like get past that wall of where, where she thinks it's sad that I have no one to pray to. And I think it's sad that, you know, she thinks she needs that. And she, cause she, I think she's strong in her own right. Like I, I think she's strong enough herself, but so it's just, no, that's interesting that, that she would say that to you. Cause I think, I think the biggest thing she would tell me, she's told me a few times is that, you know, I don't know how much I believe, or, or no, not believe. I think it was how much I really know about any of this, the gospel and stuff. I really go because it's. I feel like I need to be here. Like it's a community. It is the whole community thing that she would always kind of express yeah. that. Like I don't really know anything about the church. In fact, I think it's probably like I don't know anything. She's like, well, I don't know Jackie either. Yeah. You know, I just go because it feels good. Right. I'm like, okay, I, I'm I'm not going because it doesn't feel good for me right yeah but but that's something that maybe maybe she tried to understand because she she would just would kind of leave it alone like she wouldn't we kind of i don't know it was never we never got deep with it it's kind of a shame but yeah there was i remember there was one time i was in probably like 15 or 16 and i i never even knew what atheism was like I, I had no idea, but I'm pretty sure I was an atheist even at that age. And cause I remember like I was stopping going to church, you know, and she was, she was doing the same thing, like really encouraging me to, but she wasn't like bringing the hammer down on me. If I didn't go, it was just like, you know, this is your choice, but like, you know, it, she kind of made it clear that like, it's definitely disappointing to me if you don't come. But, um, so after a few times of missing church, like we got into it, like an argument, I think I was probably 16 or so. And one of the final things she says, like, you know, it doesn't, if you don't want to go to church or anything, it doesn't matter as long as you just believe in God, like at the end of the day, like, and I was, I just remember being like, why, why do I need to, (laughs) I just literally, I simply said, why, why do I need (laughs) to believe in God? And I think that that kind of crushed her. But like, uh, you know, I was young and obviously wasn't thinking about her feelings, but right. as a young kid. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and that's that's the fi- fine line, the dance that you do. Like, you don't want to you don't want to hurt people. And it's like so many families are destroyed for people's choices of you know, just they have a different thought about. Yeah. You know, it's like, this isn't the cookie cutter that we've been uh paying our tithes for you know this you, right you gotta shape up well and i do think 
I, I always tell people this, like I've always appreciated my family, even like mom and Tyler, the most devout ones in our family. Like they may have their opinions in private or whatever, but I, I don't think that affects like them wanting to have relationships with their family, which I think is right. Cause I've heard of a lot of people, Mormons or just Christians who left and they just get ostracized like cut off completely from their family right. and that's where that's where it's like oh my gosh how far up santa claus's is their head <laughs> you know like that's so right. insane so we lucked out we definitely super lucked out it's got a pretty diverse ideologies and philosophies yeah. i guess but that that shame it, like we already talked about like it it really messes with you especially as a kid growing up like I was going to kind of ask to tie to tie up the history discussion here. Um, just if you notice lasting mental effects or if you recognize certain traumas from that time period affecting you now, I guess. Yeah, you know, I just I, I don't I don't feel like I have the same confidence as when I when I was a real, especially like younger, like a real devout, like I was just so confident in life. And I think it's because I felt like I had this, I, I had this whole community that's just backing me up, eating yeah. up every word I say, you know, like, and then it's like, just kind of like walking away from that. I can definitely feel my confidence struggle a little bit because I think it is on my own trying to come up with answers rather than just, okay, what do I do now? You know, what, uh, search for it in this scriptures or whatever. I, I it, it, so that's kind of, I think, um, long lastingly, I've, I've lost a lot of confidence Yeah, in a lot of things, but on the same token, it's like, I'm, I'm glad that I, I think I'm stronger in that sense. And hopefully eventually I can get back to that, that time, you know, once I can well figure it out, but it's, it's lonely, I guess. The, <sighs> The equation kind of makes sense because how you were talking earlier, you know, it seems like the community kind of flipped on a dime with how they maybe not treated you, but vibed you, if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah it felt different. very different. So, so with that in mind, it's like you were so confident with this community backing you and you were like in the mix of it, Deacon President, like everything was going your way. Head and swelling. then yeah. and then this flip happened where people just look at you differently. So that makes Dude. sense how yeah. that could come out the other end of lacking confidence, you know? Yeah, I never really realized why, but yeah, because it's like I used to, yeah, there was a different, definitely, definitely a different night. Yeah, yeah, because and I, God, that's that's why, you know. Well, and <laughs> no. the, the, I mean, that's the hard part about all this too is like people from the outside who do believe are going to look at it that way. Like, yep. you know, I it's think poor snap. like rather than, I, I don't want to maybe get too personal about Kelly or anything, but just like an easy example, like rather than like, Oh, she kind of had some trauma maybe with religion, maybe outside sources as well. And that's what led to kind of some substance abuse things or whatever. But they like 
rather than that, they kind of see it like, oh, she started leaving church. She lost God. Uh, now she has these substance abuse, right? That's why. That's the reasoning why. Yeah. That, yeah. No, you can definitely see that on the inside out. I mean, because I think we're. Yeah. You, you, you would hear people talk about that. Yeah. You know, and, and feel sorry. Let's pray for these people. Um, but then you know exactly what's happening when you're on the outside because you've been there Yeah, as you're being conditioned and you know, they slap your butt. And you're like, see what happens when you, you know, so, so like, yeah. uh, it's strange. It's strange to be on in deeply, I guess, in both sides or lack thereof, I guess on one side. Yeah. Well, and that's, maybe that's kind of a good little segue here. Um, cause one thing I've noticed about you that's like you're when it comes to discussions about God or aliens or anything we're talking about, I feel like you are the most militantly agnostic person I know <laughs> in the sense of like, you never want to be on this side or that side. Like you never yeah. want to say, yes, there's a God or no, there's not. Or, you know what I mean? Is it, does that feel about right? Yeah, no, I, that's a hundred percent right. I think, you know, cause who am I? Right. <laughs> I don't know, but, um, I, I guess I kind of lost my train of thought cause I heard my boy running upstairs, but, um, are you good? Do you need to, yep. Nope. We're good. Okay. Um, well, so, so um, yeah, basically one of the questions I was going to ask you is, um, cause we've had these talks before a little bit and like you've pushed back on me calling myself an atheist and stuff like that. So I guess w is that, is the militant agnostic, like the reason why you wouldn't adopt the title atheist or. I don't know. See, that, see I guess, I guess that's where it throws me off a little bit because, cause I, I guess I, is, is God is the idea of God and atheism and the lack of God. Is that the whole Santa Claus in the sky, or is that you know like one of the Hindu? Is it like a personage? Because if so, then the idea I'm like, okay, there's not some person that you know is is just waving his wand over the top of our heads. Um, but I do feel like there is a connectedness. Okay, I do feel like there's a there's a, that people are connected, and we we can feel each other whether we're evolved enough to really communicate we can subconsciously really drive each other in this hole you know and and that wholeness to me is what like there's there's a theory i kind of had um after you know coming back from the mission of course, a little after where uh i'm like you know i think each of our perceptions is like a neuron firing or synapses yeah firing in this if if there was such a thing as it was got then it would be like as that and i could never put a body or a personage to it but it would be like the idea of that connectedness in, in a as a brain met metaphorically i guess um is yeah. what god is to me yeah like that is god that connected this this synapses per perspectives firing um so in, in that aspect i would say i'm not atheist right because i think there is a wholly bigger thing than each of us individually 
So, none, of, none of these has has the answer. One synapse is going to be like, hey, I got all the answers. Yeah, it's interesting because basically, you know, there's thousands of different definitions for God. And that's one of the reasons I don't like to say I believe in it because it's just, it seems so personal and subjective to every different person that I'm like, how could we actually come up with a, an objective definition for, for God? And so, yeah, it kind of sounds like, you know, you're using it in the sense that like a pantheist would a pan or a panentheist where, and there's this philosopher who I'm actually reading right now, his name's Spinoza. And he, thinks that this is the god that einstein believed in basically was spinoza's god that um there's only one substance it's an infinite substance and it's god but it's manifesting itself in all these different ways like us are we are all manifestations of this substance um so that's it sounds i mean your yours is a little more detailed cuz you're saying you almost you almost believe that it's like actually some brain or mind that's made up of consciousness. Yeah. Kind of, but like without, I guess as the brain being just a metaphor for what, what it is, I guess, but, but it is just a, but then, then it kind of makes me think about like the egg theory kind of thing. Like, well, you know, like, and yeah, which is, it's kind of baffling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I want to get there, but I, I kind of had a track here in my mind. Oh, sorry, and, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, so, oh, I said I had a track, and now I feel like I'm losing my track. I'm good at derailing <laughs> people off the tracks. No, so, I okay, I want to get this out of the way, because this the, there's some misconception when it comes to the word atheist, and I don't know if what you think it means or i i don't know where you're coming from exactly but like agnosticism and atheism can be used together they're not mutually exclusive so technically like i'm an agnostic atheist because um agnosticism is is more about knowledge like what we can know whereas theism or atheism is like about our belief in something which, like, I can believe it's raining outside right now. I can just believe that regardless of prior information. And then once I go outside and check, now I know whether it is or not, right? It can go counter to my belief. Like, a belief is almost like in something that we can't necessarily know, right? Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, when it comes to atheism, for me, it's just like... I'm not saying I know by any means that's like my agnostics part, but I'm just like, I just don't actively believe any, anything because I haven't been able to verify any of it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes a hundred percent sense, which it, which it kind of baffles me that more people don't. It seems like, especially later, you know, the, um, nowadays it seems like people are opening their minds a little bit more especially yeah. even people in the church and stuff maybe just here in utah i don't know but um well and yeah i, I mean i don't see how people can't but yeah i it's the same side different side of the coin i guess i uh i kind of remembered where i was going with this because so 
I think a lot of people, if they listened to me long enough, explain like how I believe in objective morality and like that, that I do understand that there could be things beyond this universe. I just think that from everything we've observed so far, it makes sense that it's all natural. Even if it's physics that we haven't understood yet, it still is just physics. And I think in the way you're talking about God and stuff, there's probably some people who will say that I just believe in God. I just call it the natural universe or whatever. Right. And yeah. And it's like, that's actually a question I had for you a little bit. It's like, it, would you consider yourself atheist? If that an idea of something that's maybe, maybe not like a Santa Claus or whatever, I don't know how to even put that, the term of God anymore, but right. Um, See, and that's, yeah, that's exactly what I'm getting at. It's just, that's why I don't like using the term God. And like, I understand people have their little definitions kind of like what you have here. And, you know, like I can't prove that's wrong or right or anything. And I don't think it's harmful at all. So like, but it's just, there are so many cliche. Yeah. It's just so overused. overused. And, and with there being so many religions who actually do think it's like this figure, this man, I feel like, I feel like using their language of God, their religious language, just, further separates us into different sections like i i don't know if that made any sense no yeah well and i could see how hard it would be for you know you have generations and generations invested in this religion and to turn your back is to like waste even if it smacked you in the face here's the real real truth they're gonna you know um they're gonna hang up jesus christ back on the cross before they deny investing generations of putting their whole lives into this uh, this church I guess this, yeah. this I don't know it, it's kind of sad it is and I mean when we're looking at history like I I think the God belief and religion has served us well I mean mm-hmm we were animals like just murdering and raping and like, you know, this kind of collective thought and like the almighty overseer watching over us, I I think did help us like evolve into more moral beings. Um, I just think it's, it's run its course at this point and it only holds us back anymore. There's, there's this, um, uh, his name's Quine. He was like some philosopher, scientist guy a hundred years ago or so. And he was like giving his theory of history and how it it started out magical and multiple gods, all the Greek stuff. Like it was just magical. There was magic. Then it tra- transformed into theological with like organized religion and like a a good theology of what god is and all of that stuff and then it transforms into metaphysics where it's like oh we don't necessarily like need religion or godness but like there are things outside of our physical universe there's like supernatural stuff that's the metaphysics and then finally he says you finally you just get to science where you're just looking at everything that we can observe and making sense of it, basically. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, you because know, they, they have to make sense of things, so they come up with these myths, and then these myths become reality. Yeah, and then they—it's interesting. Sorry, I I just went on a lecture there. I, but um, that was good. That was good. I, I want you to go back to what you were you were talking about, oh, like. Well, no, it was it was kind of a cool thought related to the egg theory thing because you were talking about how each of our perceptions is kind of this separate piece of a whole mind or whatever. Like, a, basically, you're talking about collective consciousness, right? Yeah, I guess I guess so. Um, yeah, um, but then yeah, I guess with the egg the egg theory, and 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 it really makes kind of like and I always thought you know because I. Uh, I'm getting scrambled because I've got too many things I'm trying to say at the same time. Um, I do that all but, the time. <laughs> um, so in Colorado, you know, there's churches that abundant different churches and stuff, and I, I just loved going to all of them and just check them all out. Buddhism, at least I thought, you know, if I'm going to stick to a religion, I think Buddhism is the most cool. When I'm thinking, that's not even really a religion. It's just kind of a here's a guideline for how we're kind of thinking about things. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the fact that that, that people you know, and re- reincarnate um, was really kind of an interesting idea too, whether it's into another person or whatever degrees yeah. and whatever. Um, but then just have the, the thought of this collective consciousness and, and everybody being a, as one, this, um, it's, it's interesting to think about being reincarnated into somebody else. But, yeah. uh, and, and I'm getting scrambled. You might want to help me up. But, um, and just no. how we treat ourselves is like, or how we treat somebody else is really us in this perception treating ourselves right. in a different life. Yeah. And, and I honestly, I, I, I love this theory because I want, I like once held really firm to it. And. Like so, basically, it's the whole like we're we're all just one consciousness, but we're experiencing each individual throughout all time, right? And recycling until you've lived every single life. Um, so yeah, like the reason I I like this theory so much is because I do think it influenced my own moral philosophy when I was kind of in my twenties and college and stuff. This is kind of how I thought and it really did influence my like my empathy towards people and and even even like people who like i don't like uh, I, I don't i don't want to say a serial killer cuz that's just like the most extreme but like even the most like mentally sick person or like someone who is seems like an asshole but like i i've always been very empathetic to people who are who you might not normally be empathetic to, I guess I should say. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just because that's, I mean, that's kind of how I saw it. It's like, you know, this is just another me who has, has some sort of traumas <laughs> that have shaped his life to just behave this way now. Yeah. So, in, yeah, and it would, it would, I guess just having the open minded of that could be a possibility, whether it's not just, just an idea to remind us that shoot empathy like right. um putting 
putting myself in somebody else's shoes. I, I might, I don't know everything that's going on with this person. I don't know their exactly. perspective. I can just kind of witness what they're doing, how we react to each other. Yep. Um, so it's really, it is kind of neat just, just as an idea, whether it's true or not, <laughs> like I say, yeah. there's something definitely good from it. Well, and there, there's an argument to be made with any of this stuff, religion or any beliefs that, you know, whether it's true or not, is it beneficial? And I, I think, I think there's a lot of room to have good discussions there. I'm like, and maybe certain people need it more than others. Like maybe there's psychopaths out there who can't feel empathy, but because they believe in Jesus Christ as their savior, they're being a moral person. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Because, because we are all just, so the, we were these meat puppets, you know, we were, AI pretty much in biological <laughs> in form. Yeah. Um, so, so let's just say that, you know, because we are, our processors all are different physically. Somebody gets bumped in the head. They're, they're not going to be able to have certain capabilities such as empathy or whatever. And so then we all look at them like they're going to hell Yeah. in a hand basket and he's not paying his tithing. Whoa, hell again in a hand basket. So it's like that, that, which I think probably is a brain damage itself is, is having to be able to blame other people. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't know where I was going with that. Hey, well, and this is kind of like, these are like some of the biggest reasons. Like I, I just can't believe in a God that would send people to hell because to me, like if I can understand it, that someone's mind is just warped and like, it's not, that they're just wanting to intentionally be, I mean, maybe some people do like being evil, but you know, yeah. I just feel like if there really were a God, he would see the grand scheme of things and understand why each individual behaves certain ways. Yeah. And with that said, I, I remember I kind of felt guilty at times when I first would, would feel, think this, but I always felt so bad for Satan. Like the idea, mm. I didn't know what exists. I'm like, I'm like, why is he, he doesn't get a second chance. He's, he was looking after us. He wanted, he wanted to make sure we all got, like, I don't understand why he has right. to be in hell and suffer for turn. Like what is going on? Oh, am I empathizing for this guy? Uh, and so I'm like, Oh, what's happening? Um, and I was supposed to feel bad about that. But I'm like the, I, I, I was feeling yeah. really awful about the idea that, Oh my gosh, you cross God, you cross dad. He is going to make sure that you are under the dung for eternity. And I'm like, why doesn't he get a second chance? And then I would think, well, when I'm when we're all dead and we made mistakes, we're yeah. not going to be able to have a second, another chance for ever. I mean, this is like a blip in in right. nothingness in this vast amount of time. I don't understand, like, why why right now ju judges forever, which right. is incomprehensible. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. I, I'm glad you bring that up. Actually, there's because I I feel similar you know and there what's interesting is the mormon theology is it differs slightly with uh how it how satan was in heaven and you know basically the theology there is that satan and jesus both were brothers presenting different plans for humanity right and, and the winner gets the <laughs> yeah satan wanted to like make us all behave like force us basically and jesus was like no sir free will for yeah. everybody <laughs> now that bet is some, has some pretty high stakes but it, like, yeah. take a vote. 
it's I I wish there was more theology outside of Mormonism about exactly why and what Satan is and what you know because some people believe he's like he's like the the Lord over hell not just their suffering himself like he is the one who tortures the people like he's overseeing the punishment so it's almost like like yes he was kicked out of heaven and punished but he's still like the lord of his own domain you know what i mean uh, like if he never had a change of heart i guess <laughs> yeah it's so bizarre to me there's there's actually uh, a, a pretty fun little show on netflix it's called lucifer it, it's a, it's a bit cheesy but the whole premise is like lucifer comes out of hell to live in los angeles and he he like starts helping this detective with police work and stuff and it it's really it's cool to like see like how he like talks about how he's de- mad at dad and like all this stuff and to see him as like a personal figure you know what i mean yeah yeah that sounds interesting i'll have to check it out yeah but it also makes me think too like the, um, the churches and it doesn't have to be the mormon church i mean just like people that are just so gung-ho it's like we're trying to make people and we're, we're going to chastise you if you leave or yeah mm-hmm. it almost feels like they're doing the same thing satan what he wanted exactly. to make us be good and that so we can get there and then they're trying to make us be good and make us go to church so that we so that we can yeah. go to, to heaven with them and like that is the same That's thing Satan's he just plan. got banned from heaven for Yep. I don't understand. This is it's contradictory, and they're not they don't under, they're not seeing that. It just baffles me. No, I agree. I I literally made a a video about that exact thing, um, so that's that's funny. Yeah. It, well, and then I think I think if Jesus came did come back down, and as liberal as he is, some hippy dibby saying I'm Jesus, they would crucify him. Yeah. I they have would. no doubt in my mind that he'd get nailed right back up to the cross. He'd be called the Antichrist because he'd want yeah. to open all the borders, let in all the hungry people, give money to <laughs> all the poor people, like, and they'd be like, this damn communist, kill him. The church is the Antichrist. Exactly. Yeah, that's that was like kind of the conclusion I went for when I made that video. So that's that's funny yeah. that you I, so I watch that. you so passionately came to like the same conclusion that I did. <laughs> I mean, it, it just seems so blatant. Like, if, yeah. if you're going to go with the story, if that's the stuff you're studying and that's what you're, like, stabbing inside, you know, your heart, why are you not seeing the parallels here? Why, why are you why are you chastising your kid for making a decision not to be part of this idea? Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, uh, you're kicking, you're banning him from your, your celestial home? Like, do you not, or right. maybe they're God. Maybe they think they're God. I don't know. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to send you that video. I don't, I don't want to, us to get hung up on just like violently agreeing here for too long because <laughs> <laughs> it's no, easy. You are right. <laughs> it's so easy to get in, into that though, when you're both like passionate about something. Um, I like people in their, and they're the stuff that they're studying their own scripture. It right. just seems contradictory. I don't know. I yeah, know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Uh, I want to, so you kind of brought up Buddhism a little bit and I, I actually love bringing up Buddhism as an example of, you know, a lot of Buddhists are atheists. They identify as atheists because huh. 
because it's just answering this God question, but it's not, excuse me, it's not, um, that doesn't mean that like there's no afterlife or some eternal karmic, karmic force of energy. You're like, you know, even like a star Wars force or whatever. Um, like, so there's Buddhists that, yeah, they're completely atheist, but they just, they kind of believe in this, uh, evolution to Nirvana and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's the idea but, but we got to call it something. So let, I guess let's just go with God because that's, that's floating around. Right. See, and that's what, you know, we can get into like these definitional games and semantics and stuff. But this is why I like openly identify as an atheist. I just want it to be normal to like not say, like to just say I don't believe in God. Like I doesn't... You don't worship. You don't worship a word. <laughs> yeah. Wait, the word is God. The word is God. Oh, what in the hell's happening? <laughs> the word is the bird. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, I think a lot of people have this image of like atheists of like, yeah, like, I mean, and a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of atheists do believe that once you die, you're dead. And, and I'm one of them. Like I, well, I don't know if I, I guess I don't, I'm not going to say I believe that, but seems like the makes the most sense to me yeah um i'm kind of just like we'll find out <laughs> right yeah and uh, I, uh, uh, I think <laughs> some of us lie to ourselves more than others but in the end i think we're all in that boat we're about to find out when we die so <laughs> hopefully the dogmatic christians are wrong in fact <laughs> have are you paid all paid up in your tithes <laughs> be soon um Cool. Well, so I I don't want to like take up too much of your time. I don't know how long you were planning on being here, but I don't know. I don't know how long we've been on. No, yeah, it's been about an hour. Um, oh. It goes by so fast when I'm doing these. It's crazy. I know. I feel like we could have gone in like ten thousand different directions, but I think yeah. there that was a good combo. That's that's yeah, the hardest. Insight. That's the hardest part for me with this is I always want to take everything down each individual little rabbit trail. Like I get so many thoughts and ideas to go down and I can only select a couple, you know, you definitely know what you're doing. Cause if I was in charge, we, we, nobody, we wouldn't even know what we're <laughs> talking about, let alone people <laughs> listening. Well, hopefully, hopefully they followed along. Um, <laughs> I, I do like to give people the chance to, you know, when I started this, like, I I wanted I wanted it to be a little more contentious than they have been. Like I just I guess I'm just too like chill of a passive dude because I yeah, not not that I like care that it's contentious or anything, but I just think like hashing out arguments and stuff and is is really good to help us all come to better conclusions right whether oh sure you get swayed slightly this way and i get swayed slightly this way just like having these conversations is important um <laughs> anyway that's that's a whole side tangent i i do like like i want the guests that come on to to challenge me if they have questions that they think could be hard for me and i know i mentioned moral realism a little bit to you some people have 
qualms with that and but yeah any anything that you'd want to like challenge or ask me about well i think you kind of i i kind of had one in mind but you really kind of just shredded it up so it would be ridiculous to ask it so no i was gonna kind of ask like uh you know the whole atheism you know it's like i i don't know why anybody would get i guess stuck on oh any particular word and because because words can be interpreted so so differently yeah um so i so my kind of question i think i had in my head was uh okay i understand you don't you know you don't believe in santa claus (laughs) fine um but you know like the whole let's take this word god um and it can mean more than just you know zeus or santa claus or whatever right Right. Um, as, as, as like a collective, or I guess like, I, I didn't realize that, uh, the Buddhists kind of, you know, like, um, that, that, well, what do we put the word? I guess we're gonna have to call it something God kind of thing. Um, but as that being like God, not being a person or someone that just came, in fact, oh, I wanted to go off and talk about some of the, the Anunnaki and stuff, but maybe another day. Um, and we, we can, we, if, if you have, I mean, I just, I want to be respectful of time. Oh, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm good. We're, I don't know if you want okay. to keep them as shows or whatever, but, um, well, if you uh, don't, if you don't have, like, if, if I've kind of already answered the question you had, then yeah, then maybe we could I, go into that a little bit. I mean, yes. So, so like, I guess, and then, and then you even said at one point, it's like, well, I don't know maybe agnostic atheist or whatever like just the fact that you're still like oh i'm not firm here yeah just like just like uh uh bob the mo is firm to his belief you know it's like there's still like but you made it very clear that there still is an open mindness it's more an agnostic and i'm glad you explained that a little more because i guess i never really understood it to that level I think there's a huge misconception with it because it was really threatening religions. And so atheists got painted as this like, well, either as like devil worshipers or, or like, yeah, they just are evil because they say there is no God. And like, so yeah, I, I don't know. I guess it just wasn't explored enough by society. Um, so maybe but, here's like a, a, an an analogy, I guess. So, so you know, like how how disappointing it was when. Do you remember how how it felt when? Nope, you've been told a lie this whole time, and Santa Claus really is, doesn't exist. He doesn't bring you any presents. It's <laughs> it was all just a sham. Like how you felt. Yeah, I. And and I can imagine on a larger scale, say if we, if we die, or when you finally realize something, or when something has to happen to where you see what you've been, you know, your whole, down your whole life being told and realizing that something has been, was a lie. Right. And I think, I, I think I kind of lucked out cause I was, I was younger when I really started questioning what yeah. is this for real? But if I was like so invested and then just, Hey, by the way, yeah. You know, somebody, somebody at recess told me there was no Santa Claus. No, right. but on a larger scale about, about the other Santa Claus that I believe in. Um, how disappointing that it how betrayed you and i think that's why people hold on to it so much because they would yeah. not they don't i don't think they could face that i wouldn't be able to i don't think if well, i was the same as old as i am and just so die hard 
No, I was the same. I remember when I was like seven or something, like mom came in and tucked me in or whatever, said prayers with me. And like as she was leaving, I was like, mom, where did God come from? And and she was like almost floored. And she's See, there's a mommy God and a daddy God. Yeah, she said like from from the God before him, you know, he has a God that came before him or whatever. And and then I said, well, where did that God come from? Yeah. And I like was going <laughs> the- down that line. Yeah. And she just finally was like, there's some things we're not going to know till we till we pass, you know, and the typical response to something right. that we don't have an answer to. Right. Um which is, I mean, it's fine. Like, I think saying right. we need to, in fact, in in school and stuff, I feel like we need to encourage kids to more often be like, I, I don't know, you know, like, mm-hmm. how, how can I find out? Because I feel like the way, at least when I went to school, the way it felt was like, you don't raise your hand unless like or like you like get shunned for being wrong. Right. And like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that feeling. Like we need to like sure. learn how to be okay with being wrong and like not knowing. Um, yeah, and that's oh. hard. We're we're a stubborn species. Man, I had I had two tracks with that again. Where 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 do we where were we at before I went off on that? I don't know, man. You scrambled my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know which ways up anymore. No. Uh, just... Oh oh oh. Okay, so. Yeah, because you were mentioning how, like, someone who's so deeply invested in this and then, like, come to find out later, like, it's it's world-shattering, right? Yeah. Um, you, you'd be in denial. Like, yeah. you no? Know? It would smack, literally smack you in the face. The pen is red! <laughs> exactly. Well, and this is... Doing, like, what I do, like, talking out on TikTok and, like, talking to believers who believe this stuff is such a double-edged sword to me because I, like, I personally think it's important whether or not it is, it's up to debate, but I personally think it is. But then on the other side of the sword, I understand how painful it is to lose God and to deconstruct from a religion. And so it's like, I don't necessarily want to subject people to that because I know it's hard. Hmm. So it is like trying to encourage just a little more open mindedness is all. I think I've kind of landed in this place of like, yeah, like because, you know, a few years ago, early on, kind of when I finally learned what atheists meant and I like ran with it. I, I was like, I need to like convince everyone to be atheists and like, you know, all this stuff. Basically, be an atheist. I remember those days? <laughs> You're preaching to our kids. They're like atheist missionary. Eight, eight and seven. <laughs> like, like, don't wait. Just wait till they're a little older before you baptize hey, them in this. I didn't preach. I just, <laughs> I, I just asked them. I remember. I just asked them questions. I was like, Do you guys? Uh, you got pretty passionate though. I remember those days where you're like, "Hey, I got the answers, guys." And you're oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It evolved. It, it, man, you've you've done a lot of study. You've really evolved, and then I think there's some really great things coming from you. Well, thank you. Um, I, yeah, I I think I've like landed to this place of like, if we can just encourage everyone to be more open to having the discussions, like we don't need to like, like the Christian doesn't need to worry about converting me and convincing me. And I don't even need to worry about 
unconvincing him or whatever. It can just be an open conversation where we explore ideas and thoughts, you know? You mean we could talk to each other even though we're not the same word? <laughs> uh, well, shoot, man. <clears throat> Unless you want to do dive into the Anunnaki stuff. I mean, well, and, and I don't know, maybe just because it's just kind of, it, I've been thinking about it, you know, because, you know, just teaching, you know, in sixth grade, you learn how, you know, um, world history, ancient history, you know, um, it's just, it always baffled me how, um, and we don't have to really get into it, maybe, maybe a part two sometime. Yeah. Um, how, how um, um, all of a sudden, you know, you have these nomads, we're just nomads, and you, you kind of hunched over and, you know, whatever, call them whatever we are, calling them. Um, but then almost like out of nowhere, from millions and millions of years of just wandering around, finding our food, to all of a sudden this big empire just grows, starts growing yeah, and we just have everything, and then even in their own per- records, you know, because they they came up with writing and everything. Um, hey, these guys came down, and they started experimenting with us. <laughs> you know, uh, they they made us do this, made it made us this. They 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 came down in these chariots because what do you call them? Uh, they. they I mean, it's just the pictures they 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 would carve out as they're telling the story that hey, these people coming came from outer space, yeah, and they changed us, they intervened, and look at us now. And then you know, and, then, and it's even in you know all the Bibles and everything, and you know what they didn't leave out, um, refer to those same people, Babylon and all that, um, and then, but just for. People, I guess, to believe. Oh, okay, and I got too many, and maybe that can just be uh, well, an a, ending for for an intro for some for another time. But. Man, that'd be a tease. Uh, <laughs> well, I was, yeah, you know, I I love talking about the extraterrestrial theory of like how we came to be or whatever. I I only like talking about it because it's fun and entertaining. I don't like actually believe in it. But like I like it's something that like I almost want to be real. It's like I feel like we like I feel like life is actually more boring and ordinary than a lot of us want it to be. But but and this is one of the areas that I'm like, man, I want that to be true because that's that's cool. Like aliens came from the universe and influenced our evolution and stuff but and right sorry just to end here uh so i i do agree that there's like some evidence a little bit like it's not like it's not like this theory or this hypothesis is without evidence obviously they made a whole show about it ancient aliens um but i just don't know if it's enough because it seems like humans are very imaginative. Yeah. And even now we make up so many fantastic fictional stories uh, like Harry Potter and Spider-Man. And, and so it's like, they seemingly, these ideas kind of come out of nowhere, but you know, if someone was doing ancient archeology span on us, would they be like, Oh, they actually believed that these heroes, like there was a man who could spin webs. Right. Or, 
did they make this up or did they actually see it and believe it, right? Yeah, look at these little animal portals they had. They would send their animals back. No, that was a microwave, but <laughs> who knows? Yeah, we, we, we come up with, with evidence left behind. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and but I mean, some of the pictures and stuff that they drew are compelling. Like, I won't deny that because yeah. some of them look kind of astronaut-y or, and, and I think on some level deep in me, I'm a little skeptical of like, okay, what all of these are actually real? What of them are kind of fraudulent? And cause right. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not an archeologist. Like how am I supposed to know? And that's another good point too, because I, I was even kind of thinking about how baby solar, our solar system is such a baby in the galaxy. So it's like it would be ignorant to say that there's not something more oh, yeah. a mature or whatever. Um, but um, who's to say even that's real? Like, yeah, is there really a, an outer space? I mean, <laughs> then we could start getting into some simulation. And okay, now yeah. just, there's too many. My my brain's ripping in too many places, so, and I'm gonna pee my pants. So we might need to end it. Okay, so part two, we're gonna talk about how the moon landing was a hoax. <laughs> <And> <laughs> what moon? Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, the spotlight in the sky. All right, dang, I wanted to keep talking about that, but yeah, it, there is so many different paths to go. So. Next time we next time we don't have to go through all the personal history and stuff. We can just jump into some of these crazy theories. Sounds sounds great. Sounds great to me. Appreciate okay, you having me on the show, yeah, bro. Thank you for coming. It's been awesome. All right, man. Take all right. care. See ya.